Ladies and gentlemen, United Airlines would like to welcome you to New York City. These words woke Julie out of her nap as she realized her flight had already landed. After months of planning, saving money, and waiting, Julie's visit to New York City was finally here. However, disaster struck two days later. She and her friend went out for lunch, and Julie pulled out her debit card to pay for the meal. Julie swiped her card, but then she heard the dreaded message. It didn't go through. Julie tried her card again, but it still wasn't working. She tried it a third time, a fourth time, and a fifth time, but each time she received the same result. Declined. At that point, her friend used her card to pay for Julie's meal, while Julie called her bank. While on hold, Julie joked with her friend, saying, Watch, my balance will be like negative $1,000 because someone stole all my money. Well, Julie was almost accurate. Her debit card number had been stolen, but her account balance wasn't negative 1000 It was over 3000 overdrawn, and the criminal that had stolen her debit card number only stopped when the card was declined after exhausting all the money in both her checking and savings account. In about an hour, someone had drained over $1,200 that Julie had saved for this trip and close to $3,200 in savings that Julie had set aside in case of emergency. Julie was literally hundreds of miles away from home with absolutely no money to her name. It took almost two weeks before Julie got the money back in her account. By that point, she owed her friend several hundred dollars and was late on a few bills. If you have a checking account, you probably have a debit card connected to it. But unfortunately, a debit card is not just a credit card that's connected to your bank account. Legally, a debit card has fewer protections and greater risk than a credit card. Some banks will extend the protections of debit cards to match what credit cards offer, but not all banks do that. Even if your bank tells you that your debit card is protected like a credit card, that statement doesn't mean much unless you have the policy in writing. So with that in mind, on today's show, I want to discuss four reasons why you should choose to use your credit card over your debit card. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Welcome back to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. As a young kid, I might have come up with the idea for debit cards. I was with some friends, and we were envisioning a city that was going to be our version of Utopia. As part of the plan, I came up with an idea for a credit card that automatically deducts the money from your bank account instead of loaning you the money and sending you the bill later. Unfortunately, eight-year-old me didn't know how to file for a patent, so someone else came along with the same idea, and debit cards were born. 
Of course, I also imagine that you'd get your paycheck by swiping the same card in your company's HR office, so I didn't get direct deposit quite right there. So given my idea for a cashless society, it's a strange irony that now I rarely use my debit card. In fact, if you see me get my debit card out of my wallet, you could say with almost 100% certainty that I'm headed to an ATM. Today, my preferred payment method just about anywhere is cash. And if I'm buying something where cash isn't an option, I always choose my credit card. Now before we begin, I do want to make a few distinctions. First, my advice on credit and debit cards is entirely in reference to what is best for security and not what's best for you financially. If this were a financial management podcast, I might be recommending you do some plastic surgery by taking your scissors to your credit cards. However, from a security standpoint, a credit card is a much safer option. Second, what I will say about the protections that credit and debit cards offer are based on what the law says the banks must do. I did have my debit card compromised once, and my bank handled that instance of fraud just like it would handle credit card fraud. However, the bank handled it that way because it was part of their written policies and not because of a legal requirement. If you do plan to use your debit card, make sure you know the specific policies of your bank and make sure you have those policies in writing. So why is a credit card better than a debit card? Today, I want to discuss four reasons why a credit card is a much safer option. First, a credit card carries better fraud protections. When fraud is conducted on your credit card and you report it within 60 days of the date of the statement, your liability is limited to a maximum of $50. If less than $50 of fraud was conducted on your account, your liability is limited to what was charged. Debit cards come with different rules for fraud. Once again, there is a protection that limits your liability to only $50, but it only applies if you reported it within 48 hours of the fraudulent transaction. If you report it between 3 and 60 days of the transaction, your liability jumps to $500. So unless you're checking your transaction history at least every two days, you run the risk of becoming liable for a lot more fraud if you use your debit card. And as I mentioned earlier, bank policies can be more forgiving than what's legally required. Some people might listen to those rules and wonder why they didn't have to pay anything when their card number was compromised. Many banks offer 100% fraud protection even when they're not legally required to do so. In both cases where I had a fraudulent transaction on my account, the bank covered it and I wasn't liable for anything. Many banks also make their debit card protections match what they offer for credit cards. However, if you want to make sure you know what protections you'll have, you need to check the written records. While most bank employees won't intentionally give you false information, the multitude and complexity of the accounts and policies a bank has means they might accidentally give you false information. Beyond the extra fraud protections you receive from using a credit card, 
Choosing to use a credit card also protects your own finances. Your debit card connects directly to your checking account, deducting the money as you spend it. While that's good for making sure you don't end up in debt, it's not good when someone else has your card or your card number. If someone is able to compromise your debit card, they'll have access to spend all the money in your checking account. Plus, they could also have access to money in accounts that you have connected to that checking account. If you connect your savings account or your credit card for overdraft protection, your savings or credit limit could be gone as well. Will you get your money back? Eventually, you will. But the bank isn't required to restore your money until the investigation is complete. Just like with the fraud protection rules, banks may restore the money immediately because of their policy. But as far as the law is concerned, the bank won't be required to refund any money until they feel confident that the transaction is fraudulent. If your credit card is compromised, you don't have to pay the bill, and you still have all of your money in your checking account. You won't have to wonder how you'll pay for your utilities or your rent while you're waiting for that money to be returned. A third benefit of using a credit card over a debit card is that you get much better purchase protection with a credit card. Sometimes you make a purchase and the item never arrives, it doesn't work as described, or you were charged the wrong amount. Obviously, the best way to handle these cases is with the merchant directly. But when the merchant refuses to resolve the matter, you'll want to file a dispute. There's several reasons why paying with a credit card helps you in the dispute process. First, as I mentioned in the last point, when you use a debit card, the money is gone from your account. You can't refuse to pay for something because you've already paid for it. Second, similar to fraudulent transactions, you're once again playing defense when you're fighting a purchase that's on your debit card. While banks are required to investigate any requests for purchase protection, they aren't required to refund your money, and there is no requirement for how complex the investigation must be. In fact, if the seller provides a tracking number that shows something was delivered, you may find that the bank won't investigate beyond that, even if your claim is that what was delivered was not what was advertised. And finally, a fourth reason why you may not want to use your debit card everywhere is that many debit cards require that you also enter your PIN. At first, you might think that would be a benefit. If you lose your card, someone needs your PIN before they can start swiping it. However, the more places that you use your PIN, the greater the likelihood that your PIN could be compromised. One way that thieves do this is by using card skimmers. These are small devices that are placed on top of legitimate card swipes in order to steal your card information. These are most common at ATMs and automated point-of-sale systems, such as the ones integrated into gas pumps. At ATMs and other places where a PIN will be required, a small camera is often used in order to compromise the PIN along with the credit card information. If your card number and PIN are both compromised, whether it's by a skimmer, a malicious point-of-sale system, or some other method, your biggest problem might not be unauthorized debit card purchases. Someone will now have everything they need 
in order to withdraw cash from your account at an ATM. Protection against ATM fraud is the same as protection from debit card fraud. You're liable for a maximum of $50 if reported within two days of the transaction and $500 if reported within 60 days. However, ATM fraud can be a bit harder to prove, and when it's withdrawals of cash instead of just swipes of a card, a bank is probably less likely to give you your money back immediately. That means if you do use your debit card, especially at an ATM, you need to make sure to protect your card number and your PIN. Before you swipe, check where you insert the card to see if it looks modified in any way. If you're familiar with that location, you might notice if it seems like a card swipe has been changed. You could also try pulling on the card swipe to see if anything is loose. Many skimmers are made to snap on top of the existing card reader, so if part of the reader comes off, report it and don't swipe any of your cards there. In case you do accidentally get your card compromised, put your other hand over the top of the hand that you're using to enter the pin. This will help block any cameras that may be spying on you. By watching for skimmers and protecting your pin, you can help make sure you don't lose money to ATM fraud. It is true that you can also use a credit card to get a cash advance at an ATM, but that would also require a PIN on your credit card. Since you generally don't enter a PIN in order to complete a credit card purchase, it would be almost impossible for someone to find out your PIN. And even if someone does manage to compromise your PIN and withdraw money, it won't be the money you're relying on to pay the rent, keep the electric on, or put gas in your car. Now, as I said earlier, I understand that credit may not be the best option for you financially, especially if you struggle to manage your finances. But for security, a credit card is the safest option. However, you don't necessarily have to choose between doing what's best for your security and doing what's best for your finances. You could try to forego all forms of plastic and pay for your day-to-day -day transactions with cash. But unfortunately, that won't work if you want to buy things online. There is another option, though. With online banking available from almost anywhere, you can use your credit card and then transfer the money at whatever interval you choose, even daily. Every two to three days, log into your online banking account and transfer enough money to pay off the card. That way, you keep tabs on the balances of your checking and your credit card accounts, and you help ensure that you don't spend more than what you have. So when the time comes for you to decide debit or credit, I highly recommend choosing credit. A credit card brings lower liabilities in the event of fraud, it protects the money in your checking account from being spent, it offers you better purchase protection if you don't get what you paid for. And since you don't have to enter your PIN for credit card transactions, you reduce the chance of ATM fraud. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to come back here next week when we will discuss how you can keep your kids safe online. Until then, stay safe.
Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. For more information on today's topic and a transcription of this episode, check out the show notes page, which is linked in the description. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, we would also appreciate it if you could take the time to rate and review the show. It really does help us get noticed. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Please do not take any action on your computer, phone, or other device unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.